friends, this is La Sirena Magdalena welcoming you to two episodes in one of Jazz Ready. You got to be ready for the be here now so you can be here tomorrow. This episode is 198 and 199 because we have two artists together collaborating this time. We have Zoe Limos and we have Matthew King and they're going to have a cross generational conversation and then you're going to hear a cross generational collaboration of music. And there is nothing more for me to say. They are heralding our 200th episode coming tomorrow. And I can't think of a nicer way to bring it in. So I thank you so much, Zoe and Matthew, and I'm going to let them take it over for now. And I'll be back to wish you a good day and give you a big hug. Here they are. Zoe Limos and Matthew King. Thank you so much for having us, Magdalena. We're so happy to be here. So my name is Zoe Limos, and I'm a singer-songwriter, recording artist, and video producer. I don't think that's the right word, but I make it. Uh, you make videos. videos, I think. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> make videos. Um, right now, I have a couple projects happening. Um, I'm making some album art for people, which is really exciting. Um, and I'm making some videos for people, but I also have a song coming out April 1st, which is called Impressed. And it's the song that Matthew and I collaborated on. So. Super excited to share it yes. with you. And I am Matthew King. How do I introduce myself? I'm a teacher, a multi-instrumentalist, a producer, and the main creative force behind the band Taproots, which is kind of a musical and cultural movement that draws on a bunch of different musical traditions, um, Afro-Cuban folklore, reggae, jazz, samba, Afrobeat, rock and roll, as, as well as a bunch of other elements. We are super happy to be here to present to you this really cool collaboration. And we thank you for having us on the show. I guess we could talk a little bit about how, you know, how this collaboration came about. Magdalena and I were talking a little while back. She was talking about, you know, what what can we put together for the events leading up to, um, I guess the the anniversary of Jazz Ready. And this, of course, this program is such a huge presence all over the world on the internet. Um, what you're doing, Magdalena, is absolutely amazing. Um, Zoe, of course, as you know, you know, Magdalena is a, a legend in her own right and does yeah. such amazing work with youth in Western Mass and beyond. And I guess we were talking the other day about how important cross-generational collaboration was. And she knew that you and I knew each other from being a student of mine at PBPA. And I knew that you had been on Jazz Ready a number of times. And she was like, hey, why don't you, you know, think about a cross-generational collaboration? It would be cool to have kind of like the old school and the new school together on this. And I think, you know, despite our, our musical styles being different, she thought that the outcome would be pretty cool. And, and I couldn't agree more. Yeah, um, I'm really excited to be on this podcast again. I think it's doing really cool things. Um, I'm also excited to work with you because while we've done um, 
a lot of stuff that but we never didn't like bring our own styles really into it that much and so i think this is a cool collab let me ask you what do you think um you know have you done any any sort of cross generational collaboration in the past you know to you why why do you think cross generational collaboration is important these days i haven't really um i've been to yeah. uh i've done like things when i was little but that was more because i was like three years old mm -hmm. um but i think it's important um because well i think one of the reasons is because there are so many kind of assumptions that are about like generations that are older than us or like mm -hmm. um, from the other upper gener older generations um about younger generations and i think it's good to show that um we're like still people even though you're old or you're not old sorry you know 52 is old enough let's let's just be clear <laughs> um and so i think it's good because i often have assumptions about older generations being like more closed-minded or yep. um i don't know just generally uh, and i think it's good to to show young people and older people working together instead of being such a force that is so separated from each other absolutely yeah i think it kind of to me it kind of goes both ways you know even as i was younger coming up i've always sort of looked to you know my elders for inspiration you know artistically philosophically spiritually and there's always kind of so much to to learn from them being in their presence their experience outlook on the world and at the same time i feel like the youth has always had this incredibly valuable perspective especially in this day and age i feel like as a teacher at pvpa and in my work in the community i've always been so inspired i think by the way the the youth have been thinking about you know your responsibility to this world and how to bring about change in just you know hugely meaningful ways basically from black lives matter to working for environmental justice to getting out the vote i feel like the the youth movement has been at the forefront of really all the major I'm social so sorry my mom is calling me all right mom i'm in matthew's meeting cool nice we're leaving sorry. that in by the way that's great <laughs> it's a great example of intergenerational <laughs> anyway i feel like just the analysis of the youth you know your commitment and the consciousness consciousness around kind of just how it's all connected it's just, it's beyond anything that I was aware of when I was your age. And I feel inspired by, by you all really every day, you know, the future, the future is yours. And the more we can kind of work together and learn from each other, I feel like the better, the better this world is going to be. How about, uh, sort of music and, and activism? What are some, some things that you see in terms of, or art and activism? Not that this is necessarily an activist song, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like there's always always things to talk about in terms of that. Mm -hmm. I think that as a person who is not very well spoken, um, art and uh, music has been a way that I can get activism out without having to be super well spoken, um, and I can kind of get what's going on in my head and how I feel about certain topics and push it out so I can hopefully push it to an audience that will listen to what I have to say. And I yeah. think it's a very unique way to, well, it's not 
okay it's unique in a sort like it's been done a lot before but i think it's one of the best ways of activism because music and art is something that is just done universally absolutely it's something i've been thinking about a lot actually just in terms of for for artists for creative people you know making art is so much a part of just who we are and our identities and it's just like breathing essentially you know it's kind of life itself and i feel like for me growing up in the 70s and 80s the music that always spoke to me always had some sort of political or social significance musicians like gil scott heron or public enemy they spoke to me in a certain way but i also learned a lot about revolutionary love songs you know from the the new song movement in latin america as well the, the nueva cancion the nueva trova you know you can't only be just kind of tearing down the system i guess you know you got to be thinking about you know what do you want to replace it with and i think you know when you think about what kind of world you want to build up you know for me love has always been at the center of that and love songs can be some of the most revolutionary songs that there are i don't know if you would consider impressed a love song but to me it definitely it it kind of resonates on that level you know yeah the song um is kind of a love song um it was more while i wrote it not with a lot of things in mind um it was one of the songs that just kind of rolled off and appeared as a song it's when i go back if you look at a lot of the lyrics they're kind of this like struggle within sexuality and you can also put it as like i'm not a super religious person but it can be seen um as some of the lyrics kind of work with um kind of how that a lot of LGBT people have a kind of weird relationship with religion, religion that's associated with being homophobic, kind of bringing that to like intergenerational. Mm. Um, There's one of the things that like, I know when I um, see like an elderly lesbian couple, it makes me a lot more excited to be in the area or Absolutely. safer in the area. Cause I feel like, one of my things that I like I've kind of associated with an older generation is like closed mindedness. But when I see that like that area has like an older lesbian couple who are like living their life, I don't know, that makes me it gives me hope. And I think that's important to have like a bridge between the two, because while we are the future, we still want to make change now. So I guess finally, you know, what uh, what's what's coming up for you on the horizon what is uh upcoming projects that you've got going on i did mention um impress coming out on april 1st mm. uh but i also am doing twitch streaming um i stream every sunday at 8 30 as of right now um and that's been really exciting i also am gonna try and stream on volume on wednesdays uh it's a new streaming service for musicians so i'm excited to do that um and cool. i've some videos that I'm making for people and myself that I'm super excited for when they come out. How can people find you on the, on the web here besides Twitch? Like how do we get in <laughs> touch with you if we want to get a video done? Ah, you can email me at zoelimosmusic at gmail.com or DM me at zoelimosmusic uh, Instagram. Um, I also have a Facebook page, which is also zoelimosmusic, Z-O-E-L-E-M-O-S music. And I have a website. Um, zoelimosmusic.com just oh. look up zoe limos music you should find her sometime. yeah hopefully um i also have on my my animation studio it's called lemonade studio um oh, because nice. 
because um, my last name is Lemos, but in elementary school, people would always say lemons. Like, I don't know why, but every teacher, when they're call- calling off my name, they would be like, Lemos? Lemons? And I'll be like, yeah, that's me. Zoe Lemons. So I just combined <laughs> lemons with animate and we have Lemonade Studio of one. You know, I know for me, you know, throughout this whole pandemic, it's been kind of a double-edged sword. I think for a lot of musicians, you know, on one hand, you know, all these, all the gigs have been canceled and there's just been such hardship, you know, across the board for artists, musicians, Mm -hmm. music venues, but it's also been an incredibly creative time as well. You know, throughout this, the pandemic, I've written a whole new CDs worth of music and I'm getting ready to go into the studio this summer to record the Taproot's second album. Um, I know I'm super excited about just bringing that to the people and just sort of kind of building off the foundation of what I laid before in this kind of global fusion Orisha rock genre that I'm sort of pioneering out here, really kind of paying tribute to the traditions of the past while looking forward to the future. So excited to get into the studio and bring this music to folks. And it has been such a great pleasure to, to collaborate with you on this, Zoe. Hopefully the listeners will be able to hear both of our musical styles dancing together in this. <laughs> yes, it's unique. Cool. Well, hope you all enjoy it. Signing Ooh. off, Matthew and Zoe. Lemon Roots. Once you showed up, my hands started to shake. And it felt like there was nothing that I could dance break. Pretty lies. Menacing hats, taunting smile, and you took me into fear of myself for a while.
Well, I certainly am impressed, and I always am after being in the company of Zoe Lemos and Matthew King, and I think that was a beautiful conversation. And I, I love the ding, ding, ding of the phone because it made me dance every time I heard it. <laughs> Ordinarily, I say, take that damn phone off. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed it in your conversation and love Mama's cameo. So I want to just say thank you so much to both of you. And thank you for helping us bring in our 200th episode tomorrow. And so let me just say, hey, I'm so happy we've been jazz ready all this time. And we're going to keep on going. And it's all going to be fine, even when it isn't, because we're here for each other. I want to thank you all and send you a great big hug for continuing to share the links, to share the love, and special thanks to Zoe and Matthew. I'll feel you again tomorrow. Come celebrate 200 with us. Big hugs.